This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. So, beautiful song, great way to start that idea of faithfully. And what does it mean to have faith? And how can we see faith in the idea of the covenant? You know, the idea of what a covenant is. This is part of our series called New. We looked at last week a new commandment. This week we're looking at a new a new covenant. Now notice I didn't say a new contract. There's a big difference between those two. A contract is a give and take. A contract is, is based on the idea of a transaction, transactional love. A covenant, which is much more along the lines of what God wants us to share, is about the transformative nature of love. And I want to share with you today a story about that. A story that can hopefully drive at home, you know, especially if you're facing a really dark time today. What that covenant might look like and how you might actually be able to see it. Because if you're like me, when, when times get really, really difficult, can we see God? Yes or no? No. Most of the time it's like this no, and then, and then we, we have to work at the seeing. And maybe it's easier to see it than we thought, because maybe we're looking in the wrong place. So how do we learn to look in the right place? How do we learn to look through the right kind of eyes? How do we learn to really see in brand new ways this newness, this newness that God's trying to bring into our lives? I love New Church concept of covenant, what it is. Beautiful, beautiful phrase. It's the idea that a covenant, a covenant is about, about this human connection. It's about mutual love. It's about this give and take one to another, how everything kind of joins and comes together. That's what it's about. And with this covenant as well, it's about a covenant that ties people together. The goal is for people to live in mutual friendship in a state of love. That's what the core is. And how is it that we live into it? How is it that we can, we can find a story that can anchor us? Because human beings, we need stories. In this weird way, we connect more with stories than explanations. So I'm going to fill today with a number of stories. The story I'm going to tell you today, it's one most of us are very familiar with. It's an ancient, ancient old story several thousand years ago. It goes back to this idea of a flood, Noah and the ark. And for those of you who aren't familiar with that story, here it is in recap. People had really been messing up. God's like, look, I got to hit the reset button like we had to hit with live stream today. I have to hit the live, I have to hit the reset button. And so a flood comes over the earth. This man and his family ride out the storm in this ship called the Ark. Noah's Ark. Remember that as a children's toy? Right? All the little animals that are part of it. In New Church, we don't regard that story as literal truth, like that God really did that. We regard it as poetic truth, that there's a story here, but there's a more significant story underneath. And that significant story underneath is about our lives when we go through times of floods, where we just feel totally overwhelmed. Could I get an amen there? Amen. Amen. Any of us overwhelmed today, raise your hand. There, I can't see you at all, but I'm assuming some of you are overwhelmed. You know, it's, it's like we can feel very easily overwhelmed. That's because fear and anxiety, they're just, they're, they're the very lifeblood of hell. They're the lifeblood of this darkness that, that can overcome us and can make us feel like our lives are just flooded over. 
And sometimes that happens. It can happen in, in, in situations that, that we don't always choose. A loved one passing. Uh, you know, an unforeseen accident. A relationship breaking apart. All those can feel like flood experiences. So Noah rides out this flood in this ship. This is a whole other sermon. I did a series on it about eight years ago. This, this ark, by the way, no rudder, no sail, no compass, nothing. They're just riding out the storm. I think a lot of us can identify with that. We have no idea how to steer the dang thing. I think God goes, that's okay. Because there's a covenant here. Covenant that even in those times, I'm going to hold you. A covenant that even in those times, I'm going to be with you. This is a little tricky, but I want you to follow it. If you're like me, what I do is I think, no, God, I'm really not interested in the covenant. I'm interested in the contract. And I'd like to show you, God, the contract. The contract says that if I'm a good boy, I do everything just perfectly, that there'll be no floods in my life. Can anybody identify with that? Right? That's a contract. It's a belief that if I do it well, that God will reward me by not having any floods. Or like just saying that pastor who said like, you know, all you people owe me a $54 million jet. What? (laughs) That's a contract view of God's love. Like I did it right, so God's going to give me a jet. You're just going to pay for it. That, that kind of contractual love uh, is really deeply challenging because the floods are going to come. Listen carefully to me. The floods are going to come really no matter whether you live your life perfectly or not. God causes his rain to fall on the just and the unjust. Those are the words of Jesus. The covenant is how we get through that. The covenant is how we understand that arc, and we understand, very importantly, how the story goes and how the story unfolds. And at the covenant itself, what is the covenant? Well, the covenant is God's presence, according to New Church, God's presence, God's presence in charity. And I don't want to leave like charity just as some benign, like, you know, amorphous statement. Think of charity as this, as self-forgetting neighborliness. Self-forgetting neighborliness. So, so we're sitting here with this picture, this picture of the storm. We're wondering sort of what's going on, how do we navigate, da-da-da-da-da. And God said, well, this is where you're going to find me. You're going to find me in this covenant, and this covenant is all about this self-forgetting neighborliness. That's really important, and I want to read this part to you. This is from, from Genesis 9. Then God said to Noah and his son, I now establish my covenant with you. And this is as the storm has ended and they're headed towards land. They're about to disembark. They're starting to disembark. I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you, with every living creature that is with you. The birds, the livestock, all the wild animals, all that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. Notice that, every living creature on earth. I'm going to come back to that line in a minute. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. So what is the covenant? It's God's presence in charity. What's the covenant? It's God's presence consistently in self-forgetting neighborliness. It's self-forgetting combined with neighborliness. And then the question becomes then, well, well, 
who's included in this covenant? Let's look at this line here. I'm going to have you say the L word really loud. With every living, with every living creature out there. Now, for those of you who are here for the first time, I don't want to intimidate you by this. So you don't have to answer this, just so you know. I'm going to be coming out there into the audience. We often do this at New Church Live because I think we have a really smart congregation. And, and they've got great perspectives. And what I want, I just want a few answers from you folks. Because I want to drive this home. Because it's easy to say, God's with you in charity. It's like, okay, so what? I want you to sense what you're about to hear. And I want you, as you listen to these people answer this question, I want you to notice what it does to you, what it does at your soul level. And the question is this. What is the love alive in you right now? Like right now, this second, what is the love alive in you? You feel kind of moving through you right now. All right? If you're, if you're angry... Or vengeful, that's the wrong answer. All right? So what, what is, I should say, what's the positive love that's moving through you right now? So we've had a couple of people who could just raise their hand. I want to come out and get some answers. So the lights will come up a little bit, and we're going to do that. So think about that answer. Give me a couple of volunteers. There he is. Uh, my husband and I are going through a couple of challenges and him saying to me, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be okay. All right. That, that simple love moving through that. Yep. Things are going to be okay. Uh, my sister recently had, she fell and she's fine. But in that moment, I was so worried about losing her. Yeah. So it's thinking about my love. For her. That, that, that love, that love for your sister, that love for your sister. Beautiful. I'm just being with my family and friends. That's good. And a brother who just graduated high school. Just saying. Just saying. Just saying. We got one more. You were saying what was our feeling right now, and I've been thinking of my father, and then Mm -hmm. just feeling incredible gratefulness for the family, first that I grew up in, and then the family that my wife uh, helped me create. That's good. That's good. So give those people a round of applause, folks. Let's, let's just think about that for a minute, right? Like, what if that's the covenant? Not the storm. What if I put my attentiveness there in terms of how to live in that kind of moment? What does that mean? Because New Church, we believe that that living part, like that living part, that's the living quality. Like, the covenant is with the living quality. It's not with that dead part of your life. If you're searching for God in vengefulness and anger, you're not going to find God. It It just won't happen. That's not how we're wired. And you can see this shift away from the way we might imagine it into something far, far more alive. So the question then becomes, who's included in it? How long will it last? Well, this is what the Bible says. Never again will all life be destroyed. A covenant. Ready for this, folks? A covenant. Please say that loud. For all generations. 
for all generations to come. Yeah, that's big. Never again will all life be destroyed. You know that. And that's part of the covenant. It's interesting working with people who are going through challenges. One of the things I've gotten really clear on is, is what people are really asking for. And oftentimes they're not really coming to a pastor because they want advice. They're coming to a pastor just to be reminded of what they already know. I was working with one young adult who's going through a lot of just a lot of trauma around work and like feeling like they can't get off this crazy hamster wheel. And I just told this young adult, I just said, you know, you're okay. It's going to be okay. And allergy season instantly kicks in. Because this person knows that. This person knows at their deepest level that that is the covenant. They just need to be reminded of that. And the way we remind each other of that covenant, please, please, please listen to these words. If you have your phone out, I would actually type this into your phone and email it to yourself. We get reminded by that. when we see acts of moral beauty. And we see acts of moral beauty. Those will get us right back to understanding what that covenant is. If we're starting to be, try to be, you know, the weatherman figuring out the storm, it's going to be hard. But we start to acknowledge and look at the acts of moral beauty around us that we share. We may start to understand covenant in a much deeper way. And remember, folks, covenant is not about a space and time outcome. It's not about that. Covenant's about love. So as the band comes out for a middle song, think about what that might mean in your life. And I want to come back and I want to talk about, okay, so we're kind of like narrowing in from this 10,000 foot, and now let's really try to capture, really try to capture a way that we can go out of here today, not just understanding the covenant, but maybe even celebrating it in our lives and how it moves in our world. I love that beautiful song, and I think it it fits so well in with covenant as we're talking about it. We're talking about the covenant as it would be shared with old friends. I no longer call you disciples. I call you friends. That's what Jesus says. Old friends. I don't know about you. I got some really quirky old friends. But that's, that's the beauty of it. There, there's, a, there's a covenant there. It's moved beyond the idea of a contract, that there's, there's a give and take, or, or that there's a transaction that takes place. There's not. There's just friendship. There's just love. There's just connection. That's what we're talking about here. And how is it then that we we hold in our lives, how is it that we hold in our lives, like what that covenant looks like? And the Bible has one of the most beautiful images for how to remember the covenant in your life. And it goes to the sign of the rainbow. This is from, again, Genesis 9. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I'm making between me and you and every living creature with you. In other words, all that is alive in your heart. A covenant for all generations to come. So what is alive in your heart that will be true for all time. 
I have set my rainbow in the clouds. And it will be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living things of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I, and I would put in we here in brackets, I slash we will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. So that idea, folks, of, of the beauty of a rainbow. Now, now, the first piece here to understand is the rainbow, we only see it, we only see it when the storm is moving away and the sun's at our back. You never see it in the midst of a fully overcast sky. You don't see it in the middle of a flood. I think that makes sense. Is that your experience? <laughs> I'd imagine so. But we do tend to see it towards the end. And all of a sudden, it's the realization, oh, God, you were here all along. There's a beauty of it, too, folks, that it's, that it's, it's the sunlight coming through, coming through, through rain. It's, you know, the idea of like white light. I don't know why this is so fascinating. I can't make a big theological point except for something tells me it's really important. Simple white light contains all the colors. So what looks one way, what, what looks one way that it hits the water and then it gets broken up into this myriad of colors, this myriad of perspectives, this myriad of things that somehow create this oneness, somehow create this other thing. Uh, one of my favorite, favorite quotes that I just love, it was a great book title, written by a young man, raised by a Jewish mother and an African-American father. And he used to talk, wonderful parents, by the way, he used to talk to his parents and he used to say, what color is God? And do you know what they said? They said, God's the color of water. The color of water. There's some beauty right there. So that idea, again, of the, of the beauty of the rainbow, and this is one of the parts that's really interesting. We look at this picture, right, and the dark clouds are still there. Like a contract view of God would say, no, the cloud should disappear, cue the rainbow. But the clouds are still there. The storm is still present. But New Church holds this. Look at this next line, folks. Please say the C word there. The cloud will be transformed. Does it say the cloud disappears? <laughs> Does it say yes or no? No. No, does not say the cloud disappears. It says that the cloud, the cloud is transformed. That idea of that's the place where we will be reborn. That, that idea that the folks, even in the darkness, like I just, I just want you to play with me here for a minute. So the storm happens, the darkness happens. We, we try to remember that what the covenant is like, and the covenant is not necessarily going to change the weather. We try to remember, we try to remember, we try to remember, we try to think, we try to push away fear, anxiety as best we can. And we try to see the rainbow. Now, I want to be careful here because some people, I think of some people I love, they hate when I say the world's so, silver lining. Like that sometimes can get a little Pollyannish. So I, 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 it's part of the silver lining, but it's not. 
what it means is that, that in our lives, we go through this tumult. We go through this unsettledness. We go through these challenges that God is, 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 is holding us through. And underneath that, we start to see the rainbow. We start to see this insight that, wow, I, I didn't have that insight before. Now I kind of see it. It's why sometimes, folks, the, the, the brightest people among us, the people with the most to share, are the people who go through the hardest circumstances. Many of them have stood right on this stage with life stories that I can't fathom. But somehow that storm and that flood gave them a rainbow experience, gave them this peace where they could see, could we toggle back? Where they could see back into the storm and all of a sudden the cloud of their life is transformed. It doesn't disappear. It's not like the hard stuff didn't happen or is not happening. But I'm just gifted. Literally given a gift. This beautiful insight. It's beautiful insight. Please listen carefully to this. How are you going to share that? I get very tempted just to share the storms in my life because I've got all this anxiety and somehow I believe that if I give you my anxiety, we're all better off for it. No good. That doesn't mean don't share your anxiety. Do. It's Father's Day. You can call your dad say, Dad, I love you and I'm anxious. Do it. But we can share our storms or we can share our rainbows. We can share that covenant. We can share where we've seen it. The act of moral beauty. The self-forgetfulness, the self-forgetting neighborliness that we witnessed. We share that covenant over and over again. And this is, please listen, this is what comes full circle. What happens is that it goes right back into that living part in you and in me. I mean, just imagine you share that this Father's Day. That aliveness. Not the storminess. I think there's something there, something there for us all to consider. Because we, 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 we know this, like we know this. I've mentioned this before, but I, but I noticed welcoming people, and by the way, first time attendees, so grateful you're here during the summer. I noticed we have a fair number of first time people here today, no doubt some people online. And I, I've, so I've mentioned this before. Those of you who've been coming for a while know this story, but it just fascinated me. You know, when they finally released the transcripts of the phone conversations, you know, for the, for the people in 9-11 who were caught up on, above the, the impact zone, you know, their, their conversations with, with family and friends, nobody's calling for vengeance. They're calling to talk about love. In that moment, I want to talk about rainbows, not storms. That's who we are. Can I tell you another rainbow story? Yeah. This one, I think, is just beautiful. 
Just beautiful. I want to make sure I get the name here right. This is a story, and we're going to put the picture up in a second, but not quite yet. A story about Christian Michelle Harris. A Christian, uh, Christian Michelle is this, is, you know, she's recently born. Uh, her dad, serving overseas, found out that he was going to have a daughter, and he, he was killed in action over in Afghanistan. And you can imagine the trauma, the clouds of all that. Well, his buddies from overseas decide when they return back to the United States that they want to do a picture. I mean, they want to do a picture shoot with their friend's daughter. A rainbow in the midst of great clouds. Probably some of you have seen it, but I think it's just a beautiful picture. You know, it's hard to not see that and think happy Father's Day. Proud dad, no doubt. Because his friend's standing in where he can't. She's wearing his dog tags. Beautiful little angel shirt. My daddy's my hero. And those hands. Folks, do you see the rainbow? You can see it in those pictures, and you can see it with how life works. And even in the midst of that, we can see that, and we can, we can see acts of moral beauty. We can see self-forgetting neighborliness. We can see part of us that, even though it's broken, comes alive. We know this picture, and we know this to be true. As we were talking about this in sermon writing team, one of the people said, and I think of this picture with it, it said, do you know how oftentimes we see a rainbow from an airplane? Does anybody know how you oftentimes see it? Oftentimes we see a rainbow from an airplane like this. Next picture. We oftentimes see the rainbow in the picture of a circle. I love that idea. Because it's not a covenant that just has this part of it and this part of it, and somehow if I find the end of the rainbow, I'll find the pot of gold. It's a rainbow like this. It's a rainbow that's a circle. It's a rainbow that embraces. It's a covenant in the storm that holds it all in incredibly beautiful, powerful ways. Just imagine, just imagine, again, that we leave service today. And we hold the covenant that way. That we honor, again, those acts of moral beauty. That we honor the covenant that's in terms of self-forgetting neighborliness. We honor that and we see God in that. And, and we're able to drop just our concern with the storm, which may be totally understandable. You may be in such a big storm you can't. I want to honor that but maybe they'll just be a moment, just a second, where you can share what God asks us to share, which is the rainbow. Amen. 
I'm now going to close the service by offering a prayer. I'm going to say a prayer, then you have an opportunity to say the Lord's Prayer as you know it, or to have a moment of quiet reflection. And then Ashley's going to sing a beautiful song to lead us out of today's service. So please join me. Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. And Lord, help us to leave here with a more enlivened view of covenant, a more true view of covenant, a covenant, Lord, that makes all things new, that brings light and life, that helps us to move away from fear and anxiety, that moves us closer and closer to you, closer and closer to one another, that holds a circle, a circle of light, a circle of peace, a circle of love. Let that start in each of our hearts today. Let that circle move out to those we love. Let that circle move to where we live. Let that circle move into our communities. Let that circle, the new covenant, Lord, circle the globe, becoming our world. Bless this congregation, Lord. Bring us rainbows. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv.